Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello, this is Captain Poodle speaking. Are you ready to find love? Death ahoy, matey. Love. Doo -doo -doo -doo. Exciting and new. Go online. Mmm. They're catfishing you. Shocker. Fiance. Soon you'll be flying to parts unknown. 90 Day Beyonce Marrying someone you've only met on your phone Be they French or Chinese A brand new K-1 visa's the key Ooh, the key to what, Poodle? To love It's 90 Day Gate Let's love Y'all I just told Poodle to save it because he kept talking to Kate Casey and I wanted y'all to hear it. Welcome to a special 90 day gaze with me and Poodle and Kate Casey. You actually screamed at me, but that's okay. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Kate. Welcome, Kate. Oh, I've missed you so, even though I feel like I talk to you all the time. We do, <laughs> we do text yeah. a lot. Now, y'all, we're doing this. I'm in Texas. Poodle's in L.A. Kate's in Orange County, so hopefully Somewhere we're not in the, behind the orange. Hopefully curtain. we're not all on top of each other, but we're trying technology. <laughs> we, we're having Kate on today because if you have not listened to Kate Casey's interview with Silva Twins, Darcy Stacy, you're missing it, y'all. Congrats, Kate. <laughs> oh, She thank you. I so, know. I mean, I first just we were Poodle and I both were just like, "Girl, how did you get that? How did you get that? That's a get. It's a good get." Well, I have been working on cultivating my relationship with TLC for a long time, which has been nice. And they, I have to say, of all the television networks that I deal with, and you know I deal with a ton of them, their yeah. publicists are among the nicest, most gracious, and most collaborative. So, um, I am bravo. Oh, my God, Bravo's the worst. Um, Netflix is fantastic. TLC is, like, great. And the girls that are the publicists work really hard and they're really sweet. So I said, I have got to interview them. And I thought I would just interview one of them. And she said, well, what about both of them? And I thought, oh, my God, just lead me to the pot of gold. Are you kidding me? This is great. <laughs> so I met Darcy about two years ago. I went to a mixer for 90 Day Fiance in L.A., And she was everything I expected. She basically is the personification of a TJ Maxx sign. It's like lots of blessings. Um, <laughs> love is love. Okay. I was just in TJ Maxx today. And I actually, <laughs> like, there was, there was a whole aisle of just word art. I meant to take a, yes. a, a video because Poodle would have been, but then I, I saw a hot black guy. I despise word art, Kate. It's one of the worst things in the world for me. She is a and walking TJ Maxx. She's, like, a she's the personification of word art. And she's very sweet. And she, I was with my friend and she was just in awe of my friend who's an, like an older actress. And she just looked at her like she was the be all end all. And she complimented her and she was effusive in her praise to Hillary And then she looks at me and I, I have to tell you at the time I just had a baby. So only one of my breasts was full of milk and beginning to leak. And I was like, I got to get the hell out of here. because I hit traffic. <laughs> so I was like a kind of in a rush to get out, but I sat with her and chatted her for a little bit. And I, there's a thing about Darcy is that when you talk to her, it's like, she's got unicorn stars in her eyes. She operates <laughs> on another. That's so planet. accurate. She operates on another planet. So you could ask her about anything, murder, 
weaponry, disease, uh, poverty, and somehow she spins it into something positive, like, will be, will be. It is what it is. Glory to be. Like, whatever. And you're just sort of like, are you aware of, like, planet Earth and what's going on? But one thing about her is she's very sweet. And I don't, she's not somebody who's, like, cunning or manipulative. She's mm-hmm. not a real housewife. She's no. somebody who I get that they keep casting her because she and Dar- or Stacey are completely unaware of how funny they are. They walk into a room with crazy outfits and they've got a weird gait. And they're so- kind of, like, plowing through life, totally <laughs> unaware of how funny they are because... They're overly optimistic when they're shit on by these gross loser guys and they just don't care. They're like, well, love wins in the end. Like at one point I'm interviewing them and I'm asking them like he treated, didn't treat you well. And her response was, we've got electric chemistry. And it's like, they just don't see, it's kind of like my oldest, like whenever there's a bully at school, my oldest child will always say, well, they just get to have to get to know me better. And that is them. It's like, you could tell them that guy is trying to kill you at night. And she's like, well, maybe I just need to turn the lights on and make him feel better about himself. And you're like, what? <laughs> but you don't care. Yeah. But like, They're just, they're really nice people, but they're just told, they live on another planet that I'm not sure any of us will be able to visit in our lifetime. Sure. I'd go, I'd go on a date with Scott Peterson. Sure. <laughs> yeah, that's Seems what I'm saying. Like yeah, yeah. Seems like a I great could, guy. Yeah. You know, he loves the water. I love the water. <laughs> I've got a great, I've got a great yachting outfit. <laughs> Chris Watts you know, seems like a David nice guy. Seems like a great guy. Yeah. <laughs> Charles Manson, great hair, great hair. Manson, you know, it's misunderstood, really. <laughs> That's, they really do see the the most when and and even when Stacy was was with going through it with Florian, uh, he was like cheating on her. He's like, well, maybe it was just a little bit of a kiss. Is that it? That's it, right? That's it. No, it was actually that she was like, as long as you tell me that's it. <laughs> but then they all, but they also share the same phraseology, the same yeah. the same worldview. So when Florian's yeah. terrible, she's like, it'll be fine, we'll work it out. And conversely with um uh, Georgie or whatever his name is, her his her sister's like, it's fine, like you can work it out they both operate and that's why there's like this, this powerful duo because they yeah. plow through life, like from another dimension. They're like, an, yeah. a, they're like adult Jojo Siwas. <laughs> that that's striking fear into the hearts of all mothers out there because <laughs> she terrifies. And anyone who's like, who has like a child who's like eight or nine has experienced Jojo Siwa. But I, I wonder if Michael did a disservice to them or a service to them by maybe he told them that the sun and moon rose on their faces every day of their life. Because even when they were telling me stories about being in Japan and how everyone made a big deal and took pictures of them. And I'm wondering, I'm like, was this based in reality or were they the kind of kids? And I have lots of friends who were their parents told them that they were the sun and the moon and the stars every day. And I'm like, maybe that's the kind of household they grew up in. So they just think they are. And then I, and part of me is like, admires that confidence. Like, they really are just like, we are it. Like the fact that they were like comparing themselves to the Olsen twins. I was like, normal people would not see the connection, but they really believe it in their hearts. And I think you're hitting on, you're hitting on why people either love them or hate them. Because there's this purity that yeah. both of them have that they're, you're exactly right. They're just plowing through life saying, got to fight for love. Got to do this because I've got to, I want to find, find, you know, I'm gonna, we're going to find the best life. We're going to do yeah. this. We're, we're going to be successful one day. We're, we're dreamers. They said that in your interview. We're, we're, we've always been dreamers. We're dreamers. But then, it, and it's like on paper, you're like, you're in your late forties and you think that you're <laughs> going to be pop stars and you're going to have an HGTV show and a line of homeware and all this stuff. And then all of a sudden you're like, I don't know, maybe they can because the, she was on 90 day fiance. Now she has a spinoff and everybody knows who she is. And she's like almost, they're almost iconic at this point. They when are. People think I- of like, twins and then you're like well maybe the joke's on us i think they're yeah. gonna do it i think they're gonna manifest it uh, i really do i i, I think i no. really think i i think they 
it's actually a genius idea and they kept bringing it up to you kate yeah about the about the idea of like renovation show you know georgie's really I, good he's in civil engineering oh to build furniture our listeners that have listened it. to your the our listeners that have listened to your interview are commenting like in our facebook group and everything like why that one of our uh listeners says who was the idiot who passed on this property twin show that was an idiot like who did that like they i I think it would be huge i think that's one thing i took away from this interview it is you are kind of you summed it up where i'm like are they crazy or are they just way more confident than the rest of us that's true and i don't think they live in this world like kate said that that they live in another planet it's (laughs) not real at reality yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, uh, I'm, like, I'm, like, impressed with their confidence. Here are these, like, right? dopey guys, and they don't see all the flaws in them. <laughs> they see them as partners in this in this forthcoming empire. It's, it's like, what? I don't know. It's, like, interesting. But, uh, by the way, I thought that they should partner with Sonia Morgan. And the three of them talk about love and relationships because on Housewives, Sonia is that way where she is like delusional and confident and living on another planet too. It's like a similar personality. And she's one of the favorites of every Housewife franchise. People are like impressed and confused at the same time by her confidence. <laughs> it's, I, I, I think it's a special, you, you might have something there with their older brother, Michael, who passed really just like goosing them up and just telling them they were princesses Mm -hmm. because their dad was away a lot. Mm -hmm. So she's like, he was the patriarch. So it might've been that Michael gave them so much and said, you're the best, you know, you could do anything. I don't think anyone who's on this call right now had parents who said, you're the best, you can do anything. No, no, I could win a Pulitzer prize and my mom would go, well, you know, somebody's better. I mean, most people don't have parents, but uh, I don't know. And and then it's like even meeting with seeing their parents film with their parents, their dad is always just like, well, they'll be what they be like, uh, whatever. Yeah. And like, he's like partly amused, but it, it's like, he's looking at them like with adoration, even despite the dumb mistakes they make, it's like, okay. But by the way, the parents have been divorced for years and years and they're like, friends and buddies so well i I think daddy silva he's too busy making mafia deals and like sparing people i think daddy silva's in the cia he's or something i really do i did ask them i don't think i included it maybe it's because i asked them afterward i'm like is your dad single and they said he is dating somebody but he's a very big flirt and i suggested that if they break up that they should do a spinoff of them trying to find a partner for their dad I think her, I think they're in some of our sisters YouTube. Poodle doesn't. I think their dad is hot. I'm not a fan. I'm not a huge fan of his. Daddy but Silva like, with them lips and that head, bald head. Do it. Sil- I'm Silva strong. <laughs> Silva strong. I could. Uh, strong. So, were there any questions that you didn't ask or that didn't? Because that what you just said about what their dad, if he's single, that didn't make the interview. Was there anything that either didn't make it or you're like, dang, I the publicist? Because I will say, you know, Jake, Jake is a picky bitch, and Jake said after listening to this, we were talking, he was like, Kate Casey asked really damn good questions, and you 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 got them, you got them not to do all platitudes, even though they they spit them out like crazy. Well, I think one thing is because I had already met Darcy and she's always very nice to me. Um, So I think she was a little bit disarmed because she had met me before. And I think that the kindness of the publicist who knew she probably had said, you're in good hands. It's okay." So that helps me tremendously. Um, Mm -hmm. And I, I think historically I've done fair interviews with TLC people and treated them with humanity which a lot of the people that are on shows like this, it seems like they cast people that are maybe have questionable choices and, and morals. And I always try to give them a benefit of the doubt. Like you're a one dimensional person on television. Let's try to make you three dimensional. Let me ask you questions about your life before TV. So people understand where you're coming from. So I think that was helpful. Um, I think that they probably felt more comfort because they had each other in the interview. So they felt less um, Mm. like targeted. You know, yeah. they had each other. Um, and I think that um, 
I, by opening and saying how much they make me laugh, they didn't feel attacked. So that was, that was part of it. But people have to understand about our job. That's really hard is that you have a finite amount of time. I, I, it's like I'm interviewing someone and I am seeing the clock ticking, like go, 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 go. And I know I have to try to get these really pointed questions in and it's a whole, it's like mental gymnastics. It's like, it's really hard to get in that window of time, the person you're interviewing to feel comfort enough to open themselves up. And that has entirely to do with the tone that you have, the questions that you open with, the, the support of the publicist, the background that you have. Um, You know, I just interviewed this real housewife from Potomac. It's out tomorrow. And her husband had been cheating on her when she had a newborn. And I have to ask her that. And there's a publicist on the line and I know the clock's winding down and I have to figure out a way to sort of go into the question so that I know that they're going to be open enough to give me a somewhat honest answer that they don't feel attacked. And I think people don't understand how hard that is given the restraints of the time and with somebody listening on the line. Um, so I, I was very grateful that Darcy and Stacy were were having fun with it and we're open. And it's, it's sometimes it's surprising to me too, when someone like I just interviewed Tinsley Mortimer from Real Housewives of New York and the people who work on the show said, Oh my gosh, she opened up so much to you. And I thought, really? Like to me, it didn't seem like it. And then they're explaining like a lot of people that are on these shows, it takes a lot of work. We see these confessional interviews. They do so much work to prep them. They may have oh, been sitting sure. in that, that chair, Darcy and Stacy, for hours, and then they finally get a sound bite. So it's mm. imagine how challenging it is for somebody to get like 20 minutes with them and to get them to open up. It's tremendous. It's very, very hard. Hmm. I think, too, I don't know if you watched this, Kate, but there were a couple of scenes from DNS, Darcy and Stacy, that they didn't air. <laughs> yeah. And like outtakes. There was one where they were riding horses and a horse kind of took off with Darcy. He's like, whoa. whoa, whoa, whoa it was whoa. hysterical. It was hysterical. And and I could only think that, and there was one where he was she was trying to make Georgie coffee. She didn't know how to do it. It was like her fiddling with an espresso machine. It was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. But I think they were tr- they were worried about trying to tell a story. Plot. Yeah, yeah, of course. But but with I both of those the things, outtakes. yes, and with both of those things, to go off what you were saying, Kate, she went like this horseback, and with coffee, she's like, "I make great coffee." I mean, <laughs> she's like, she's like, she's like a. I don't even want to compare, but maybe just because I was watching a little bit of the date debate, she is like a less narcissistic, less violent, mm-hmm. less mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. race, not racist at all, but like almost like a feel good Donald Trump in that she believes she can do anything. She Although believe, I feel bad yeah, comparing yeah. Darcing to him, but yeah, yeah I, I, I'm going to hold that against you. I think you think of like some of the 90 day fiance, like Paul, you don't want to watch a TV show with him because Ugh. he's just, you feel like at the core of him, he's not a good person. Like he didn't no. you say that's one of your weirdest interviews you've ever done. Yeah, I met him at the same event and he was telling me all these things about Karini, like that he didn't think the baby was actually his. And then I told the story on my podcast and then he listened and then he called TLC and complained about me. And they were like, hey, Kate, can you um, like take that out? I was like, what? That's what he said to me. He was wearing a mosquito jacket in a West Hollywood bar and he told me, (laughs) I don't know if she's really... I don't know if I'm really the father of the baby. So, of course, I'm going to tell people. Why would I keep that to myself? So then this guy continues every couple months to send me a note. I'd really love to come on your show. I'm like, did you forget that you went behind my back and complained about me? My point is a lot of the people on lots of reality shows do that kind of nonsense. And then they're like, oh, hi, they buddy up to you. These two girls are not women. These two women are not like that. Yeah. They're authentic. I think they're very yeah. authentic on the show. Um hey, friend, uh friend, can I come on your show, please? Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh yeah. I mean, I just basically that? do my dad and that's Paul. Um <laughs> Paul. Um, do you so now I know that you're having uh you said you're about to have to interview David and Annie, right? Yeah, tomorrow. So- and they sent me a recipe to make and I'm like, oh God, I gotta make it. But it's it's like Asian chi- Asian basil chicken, but I gotta make it because these you gotta two, make it. They are so sweet, and they were and they're working, having a cooking show, and they're working. Yeah. 
over time to do this cooking show. I So I'm going to take pictures of what I made. They sent me the recipe. I, you know what? I'm going to send it to you so you can post it in your group. It's, cool. it's the recipe. Um, I just think those two, and I, like I was telling you guys before, same event, David and Annie were there. Okay. David comes up to me and he says, Kate, I just want to tell you, like, I just love seeing pictures of your kids. You're such a great mom. And you realize that David is invested in everybody who's participating in the watching of this show. And so if you're a viewer and you're commenting on a lot of groups, he is the person he's actually like trying to build a relationship with you. He's like, Oh, and where do you live? And like, he's goes out of his, he's, I can see why he had a career in politics at some point, because I think innately he's somebody who seeks connection um, he worked for campaigns. He worked for Senate campaigns. He's very, yeah. very nice. And so what was funny about her was she was wasted. I mean, <laughs> wasted. And he's quite short. So it was like Tweedledee and tw- Tweedledum a little bit. And um, she was screaming at me because she was so wasted. She was talking about karaoke. She wanted to go to a karaoke bar. Oh, Jesus. And she was like, karaoke, I, I, but I couldn't really understand what she was saying. And I, my boobs were leaking. I was like, I got to get the hell out of this. Sibling fights are unavoidable. But what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother. But that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle? Or is it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. Poodle, I gotta tell you, I think I just made one of the best investments for myself. Oh, thank God. You got rid of those braces and decided to sew your mouth completely shut. Perfect. No, the doctor just added four more months. <laughs> I think he's trolling me at this point. No. See, now that I'm putting myself out there... No one wants to hear about your dating life. But you talk about yours all the time. Because mine is interesting. Well, I wanted to let you know that I took a page from your book and it worked. Ooh, you slept with her ex to make them jealous? No. <gasps> you pulled their credit report? What? Made a copy of their keys while they were sleeping? How are you not in jail? Deny, deny, deny. No, Poodle. I decided to get myself a pair of Me Undies great new underwear, which makes my um, important parts look more junk forward. Junk forward? Wait, are you talking about the contoured pouch and ball caddy from Me Undies? Yes, the contoured pouch and ball caddy from Me Undies. I love the contoured pouch and ball caddy from Me Undies. There's no other way to date in this world. If you're not dating junk forward, you're doing it wrong. I think you're right. And you never told me that they're so comfortable. Well, usually I'm not wearing them that long. But yes, they are so soft, and the more you wash them, the softer they get. And they still keep you tucked and lifted in all the right places. When I wear them, I can barely keep men away from me. Oh, the way they stare. They look like burly, hungry cavemen searching for a nice meal after a long caveman day of nomadically crossing the tundra. To them, I'm like a piece of meat roasting over an open, smoky flame. Speaking of smoking, not only does my junk look great in me undies, but my butt looks hot. Okay, no one wants to hear your over-sexualized descriptions. Have some class. <sighs> Sissies, we've fallen in love with me undies, and you can too. They have a style for everyone. From all black classics to fun, expressive prints, me undies has a look for everyone. Plus, they come in sizes extra small to 4XL, guaranteeing a flattering cut for everybody. And Me Undies isn't just about underwear. Explore the lounge collection featuring joggers, hoodies, onesies, and more. With unmatched comfort, Me Undies signature fabric is as soft as a warm hug from your favorite sweater. It's breathable, stretchy, and oh so comfy, making it ideal for all day wear. And they use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that care for their workers. And you know Mother Poodle loves a return policy. Not happy with the first pair of Me Undies? It's on Me Undies. Cool. Sissies. Good things come in big packages at MeUndies. Get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash RealityGaze. That's MeUndies.com slash RealityGaze for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies. Comfort 
from the outside in. To all our queens, to Caitlin and the Canadian sissies. Oh my God, Poodle. I can't stop singing that song either. It's so catchy. So catchy. Sissies, we are obsessed with the Songfinch original song that we premiered at the Toronto Live Show. Songfinch lets you create an original radio quality song inspired by your own life and the people you love. It's completely unique, personal, and lasts forever. For example, we wanted to create a song dedicated to our Canadian listeners, some of which have waited four to five years to see us live. After the show, we had so many people tell us how special the song made them feel, and we are still getting DMs and comments about it. And the song Finch songwriter was so clever, incorporating all our sissy references like Aunt Peggy's Lip, Elizabeth Smart, and even Keep Going Queens. Yes. Song Finch walks you through a simple process to create your original song. Just tell them who the song is for, what style of song you want, and then share some personal details about your relationship. Then an actual Song Finch musician of your choice will write, record, and produce your original song in just four to seven days. You can also choose unique add-ons to make the gift even more personalized, like a vinyl record of your song or a piece of one-of-a-kind art made from your lyrics. You can even add your song to Spotify. With more than 350,000 happy customers, Songfinch is proud to be called the number one custom music company in the world. Whether your song is for Mother's Day, Father's Day, an upcoming graduation, or a wedding, or just to show a loved one how much you care, start your song now to lock in a top Songfinch artist. And for a limited time, Songfinch is letting our listeners upload their song to Spotify for free. So you and the lucky person you gifted to can listen to it anywhere, anytime. Go to songfinch.com slash realitygaze and start your song. After you purchase, you'll be prompted to add Spotify streaming for your original song for free, a $50 value. Again, our URL is songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Don't forget to share your song with us, too. songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Now, Gary, play us out with a little bit of our Songfinch original song to all our queens. Have hope and find your happy Hey, hey, our Canadian listeners We know you get tired of waiting Reality Gaze is coming to you So no more complaining To all our queens To Caitlin and The Canadian sissies Love yourself Never be ashamed To all our queens To Caitlin and The Canadian sissies Love yourself, never be ashamed Have hope and find your happy Have hope, have hope Keep going, queens And then, you know who was at the bar was Elizabeth and Andre And the, oh. and the publicist said, okay, um so Elizabeth and Andrea are over there. Would you like to interview them? And I went, no, I'm okay. They were all alone. No one was, no one was interested in talking to them. Cause there were like a lot of people, like people in the press, podcasters, et cetera. And I was like, nah, I'm cool. I got to go. Bye. They, they actually, they're actually trying to make a, they're going so hard at cameo. Uh, both of those two guys. And, and unfortunately making a lot of money. They are. Unfortunately, she has to be in all of his, and we have tried to get him to be shirtless alone for a cameo, and we can't get him because he is the ultimate sex object for both of us. I feel I don't know why, Kate. He does it for me. He does it. He's very um, he's like like old school Moldovian, probably like yeah. you know me wife. No, you know I'm probably going to smell like cigarettes, vodka, yeah. and like um, locker sweat after we have sex, but it'll be worth it. You know, and he'll like you know what's so great about him? by my hair. He had to, he had to have been in cahoots with the producer to go to Moldo- Moldova and go to that Von Trapp patio at some castle and to film scenes there to be like, look at the beauty of our country. And then that wedding reception, I mean, they probably got it for free and they worked with the like tourism board of Moldova and they went bald right. out. Oh my God. And to see that family sitting there like morons, like, oh, okay. Well, it's not a shithole country after all. I thought that was great. Well played. They really are. There, there's never been a family that's made me more embarrassed to be American <laughs> than they are. They're so awful. How about that scene where you guys don't can't relate to this, but it was like all like uh, Elizabeth and her sisters all breastfeeding at one time. I just oh, thought, we saw oh, it. 
Oh, we saw like, that. It, do you think it was like a male cameraman who was just so uncomfortable? <laughs> like, I don't know. I just, listen, I've had five children. No one needs to see me breastfeed. I'm like, listen, you can do whatever you want as a breastfeeder. But I'm like, I just felt like they were aggressively trying to like send a message. And I just don't know what the message was because it was like, why would you all be breastfeeding at the same time and at an outdoor covered pool? In a pool. I'd like to show that they're like, they're like, they want to show that they're like strong, powerful women to make. It's almost like the way um, Ariella wants to go to Ethiopia and marry a black man, an Ethiopian man and have his baby. <laughs> she just wants to be like trendy or cool, whatever. I'm sorry I brought her up, Poodle. I'm sorry. I can't stand her. She's she's the worst thing for me. She's Ariella on the other way. And it makes Poodle enraged that her baby is one of the cutest babies of 90 Day Fiance. She's a very cute baby. Oh, I think I saw that in your group that someone pasted and they were posted and they were like, I'm really sorry, but this baby is very cute. Very, <sighs> very looks cute. Like a Berber baby, unfortunately. It's yeah. very upsetting. It's very but cute sometimes baby. ugly people have really gorgeous children. <laughs> Sometimes you know people who look and like sometimes, the sloth, and sometimes for my really sake. gorgeous people have a very ugly baby, and it's like true, and it's so interesting how that works out. Well, yeah, if, all really, of your kids you, are gorgeous, and you and your husband. Look you. At a picture, you. If you look at a picture of the sloth from Ice Age, you will see Ari. <laughs> it's it's really awful, and you know what? The worst thing is her appearance is the the nicest thing about her. Um, no. I'll, I need, I need, not okay. You got to walk away, poodle. You got to walk away. Me. Yeah. He triggers me in a way that I can't even disguise. <laughs> um, okay. Final question, Kate Casey. What I know that you're interviewing David and Annie. What other 90 day, 90 day cast members do you still want to interview? Oh, there's some, I want to interview people that were from season two and season three. I went back and I asked, um, Amy and her husband, I'm forgetting his name right now, the really cute guy. She was from South Africa and his family was super racist. I, I asked them if they would do an interview and she said, let me ask my husband if it's okay. And I was like, what? Oh. <laughs> and then she came back and said, we're going to pass. So that kind of sucked. I'd love to find Yamir, the, the boy bander from Honduras or wherever it was. And, yeah. and, and Chelsea, I would love, I would love to interview Mark and his um asian wife i like those kind of people the couple from utah where um she was from the ukraine and she danced at a stri strip club and then married the mormon and then they had a baby that looks nothing like either of them it, it's all a mystery i would love to interview them so like old school 90 day people because the more recent people i feel like they're kind of they're, they're, they're famous. They're, yeah, they're inauthentic. I want to get the people that were really plucked from obscurity and ask them how it, the show changed their life. Yeah. Like Russ and Paula will totally do an interview with you, but you probably don't I want don't to. I don't care. They're all them. Fan now. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. But you are right. We just started watching um, the in our Patreon. We just started, we just um, are on half our like third season one right now. And we're going to start season two of 90 Day Fiance. Um, oh my God, that's the best. You're, you're going to be like, why? It's so they good though. Why they really did had they no not idea. Get a Peabody Award or something for this. This was so fucking good. <laughs> It was so oh. good. The bo the boy band story to me still is the best. The fact that she had gone on some like charity mission and met this boy bander. And there's this Yoko Ono moment where the boy band manager is like, <laughs> you cannot let him go back to the United States to Indiana. And she's like, he has to because we're in love. And then they go back to Indiana and he tries to get a record deal in Chicago. And he's a Latin singer. And he can barely speak English. And when the family's asking him questions, he can he has no idea what they're saying. I mean, it's so good. And I, I think she, they broke up or they got divorced and she dated a woman for a little while, but now I think she's engaged to a man. There's just so many layers to it. I just find them totally. A lot of layers. They're so fascinating. But again, nice people. You could tell that right. they were good, nice people and they were just making decisions that were so indicative of being very young it's like the coming of age story but if they just happen yeah. to be on a tv show and they got caught up in like international love and i it's like relatable <laughs> but not relatable it's very interesting but you have to be careful though because we thought alan and kiriam from season one that we're doing now i even said i was like they both just seem like good people and then we found out that Alan went to do his Mormon mission in Brazil and met Kirlian, or I can't say when her name. She was 12. When she was 12 and asked her family to save her. To save her. 
for him. So he knew her many, many years prior. He met yeah. on his Mormon mission. He met her when he was 18. When she, she was opened 12. the door, when he knocked on her door. And then he never a, he never dated anybody for those four years or whatever. I don't well probably not because he was Mormon. And then they <laughs> met, he brought her over and they're married with a kid. It's very disturbing. So she's never been with anybody but him. They were she was a virgin when they when they married. They Kate, they had a very extra, uh, extravagant system. He would invite a friend over to his house, like a sleep, like a virginity guard. And he would, and the friend would keep him from acceding to his man urges, so he wouldn't ravish her. Oh, I do remember. I do remember some of that. Yeah, Yeah. it was like an escort. Yes. Yeah, really creepily gross. Yeah, it 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 ruined it for us. And did her (laughs) did her whole family convert? Uh, I think her she did. Yeah, but all of them did. All of them did. Interesting. Well, I thought he was kind of boring, though. Like, yeah, he's his personality for me. I'm telling you. Will you text me when you see Yamir and Chelsea? We will. <laughs> we will. I mean, that I want to see that played out as a movie. It's like so fantastic. I feel like the difference between the OG seasons, like one and two, is that there was a lot less mental illness. Oh, <laughs> like yeah. The, the more recent shows, it's just they're not well. You know what else like, it is? Like, I think I spend so much time watching and interviewing real housewives. And there's so many women that are like, love to watch that. And it's like aspirational in their mind. Me- meanwhile, lots of these women like lit and smoke and mirrors, but it's like, I, I could never imagine being cast for that because I don't have a mansion. I don't drive a luxury car and I don't wear Chanel or Louboutins, but the 90 day fiance, it's like an attainable job for lots of people. Like I could just be a piece of shit person who is <laughs> manipulative and cunning and just wants to date somebody in another country. And I've seen even in your group where people do screenshots and it's like a foreign man that writes them and says, Hey, let's meet, let's go on 90 day fiance together. Time. So I've begged like Poodle to do it. Beg, we can have a studio that we're doing our podcast instead of his living room with shitty like trucks driving right. by honking. <laughs> I think too, it's it is it's fascinating because you watch people and then you'll 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 watch people who seemingly who have it it all at this point who in the early seasons they were there was a much love was much more there but yeah. now you can find anyone online mm-hmm. and look up anybody and so it's a playground for sex tourists like mm-hmm. david and big ed from this past it's, season it's too dark but i did like the couple from 90 day the other way where the girl was from florida and she went to see the our Brittany. antonio in, in oh in, no in, oh in oh Spain. Uh, Courtney, Courtney. <laughs> I think I, you know what? I interviewed Courtney. her. I just remembered that. I forgot. Oh, poor thing. My, uh, uh, tomorrow's my 300th episode. I absolutely oh. forget the people I've interviewed, but I interviewed Courtney and she Congratulations. She said, Thank you. She said something like, I went to Spain and I was exhausted and I wanted to leave, but it's like, I was so tired and I didn't know what to do. So, so she ended up at that pageant. Remember he was the judge? Yes. <laughs> And she was like, there was, there were no options. Like I couldn't get a hotel room and I was just stuck there. Uh, that Wild. was really interesting. Now, I don't know if you saw her quarantine episode, but she's stuck in the house with a guy who invented the period cup and she's the period cup spokesmodel. No way. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. You can't make it up. Oh, he actually God. reached it and he's Your German. He actually, he actually reached he reached out to us and told us that they really enjoyed our episode. He said, even with the comments about her eyes. Oh man. <laughs> but because again, her eyes are like- but again, very nice girl. I like, yeah. she was very sweet and she has this really sweet parents, but she, Oh, she said she was doing this like international thing, like a group where it was a bunch of girls and they were traveling. And that's kind of how she fell into this. Like she met him and she was like traveling around and then it was a total catfish situation. At least she banged him. I thought she wasn't going to bang him, but at least she got some good Latin D out of it. (laughs) But the next morning though, all the rules changed. It's like, you left me and I was, I was not ready for it. And so as soon as she's one, if, if he banged her and then he basically needed to put a ring on it the and next he was day. Like, Courtney, I uh, needed to Courtney. go do my, Courtney, I needed to go do my laundry. He literally left her for like, like two days to do laundry. But you know, but, you know what was another great one was when Darcy went to visit Jesse and he lived in that apartment that was covered in white. 
Oh, no, that it part. was almost like he had to zip up white drapes to get into his dresser, and he had like a purple light, like he was like a man of the oh. night, like purple sex lights. Yeah, purple there were sex like... lights. And and, yeah. and remember, oh, I, when I interviewed him, he was he was basically saying she was a drunk, and I was yeah. like, well, wouldn't you be a drunk too if it did deal with you? And like he went to work every day, so she flies there. She has nothing to do all day. Of course, she would go to restaurants and drink. Like, what else is there yeah. to do? Yeah, because and totally, you were completely skeeved out by him, right? Yeah, but just... I, I, one of the things that I did, um, I think I mentioned it, is that I, I hated the way he berated her when he came to America, and he was asking her all these questions about New York, like what's the population, what's the elevation. It's like Americans don't pay attention to that shit. I don't go no. travel to another country and like give people quizzes, like you live here, how many people live here, <laughs> like what? So I gave him a quiz about Amsterdam and. He was a good sport about it, I have to say. He was kind of like, what? And I said, well, you gave her this quiz. I'm going to give you one. And he laughed about it, but he didn't know, he knew jack shit about his city. He does have an ass that won't quit. That's true. <laughs> uh, I mean, the man, if he ever wants to, to have a career, know. if he just puts things in his butt on OnlyFans, he'll have money. That's, That's true. true. If he wanted to do an OnlyFans, he could do it. Just put what? things in his butt. What is the deal with OnlyFans? Is this like lowest common denominator? Why is everybody doing this? It's basically so you can make money by showing off your body. Sometimes they're nude. Sometimes they're not. We are are sex positive in our group. However, uh, it's hard for me to say things about because I don't want people to think that I'm sex shaming people. It's not that. But it is kind of – I do think lowest common denominator is a good way of describing it because it's like, well – I can't do anything else. Like I don't like Larissa's boyfriend. He doesn't have talent. He doesn't have like a career he he's a worked plan. at. Well, it he just make, has a big penis. And so he can do that. Well, it would, Whereas, make, it would make me sad if somebody said I got laid off and I am desperate because I have to pay bills. And this was the only thing that I could do. That makes me really sad. But I, I don't think that I just think that that's not look, the case. But- time mm-hmm. when I, I i like good quality porn if i'm gonna do it so i'm <laughs> someone that has put in the work that has maybe they you know they they started out as a fluffer oh but maybe there's yeah, a red camera there but I, hear, but I hear they're really angry those people who have worked in the industry for a long time they're like listen there is a whole industry that i've worked in i've done my due diligence i've prepped i've done all this they work put them over and then these people lost out of, and on a micro level, I'm like, I kind of get it because it's like, no, I've been yeah. busting my ass for four years to have a podcast. And then somebody who's like, a, like got kicked off the bachelorette is like, I'll start a podcast. And it's like, exactly. they, they get a ton of downloads because people know who they were, were, are because they were a monster on the show last week. And you're like, wait, what? Huh? But, so an, I, but I another reason we, I told that's, that is fair, and that makes me want to retract a little bit of my statement. And also, it's um, you know the reason why we podcast is because working in entertainment. I mean, how many shows have you pitched or ideas, and people say no, 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 yeah. and the same thing with these OnlyFans. They can do whatever they fuck they want. So, so, anyway. so that is the upside is that you're in charge of your own content, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So there, there's, there, is, there is some freedom to that because you are able to control your content. The, my only thing with that is, and I say this to anything, any industry, is think about your life in 555. How is this affecting me five minutes, five days, five hours, five weeks, five years from now? Every you got to think about 555 for all those big decisions. So, yeah, you're going to make a big amount of money for the next five days. But five years from now, you're going to go, God almighty, like I'm so embarrassed it's out there. Yeah, everyone saw my dick. Uh, I don't know. I kind of like if I looked like Jesse or somebody, I'd be like, five years ago, I looked like that. I'm having McDonald's <laughs> you know now, but I maybe, used to be. Yeah. Like, that's like work. But you know what? Most of West Hollywood has seen my penis. So it. I might as well just go ahead and do it. Now. I don't believe hey, that for a minute. No, that, no, that's. <laughs> Uh, uh, most of the people right in between that alley, right in between, um, uh, right in between Laurel Canyon and, uh, what is it? Sycamore. You've seen Jake's asshole. That's, that, that's a pretty dark street, like light, like lighting. I'm saying, you know dark. what? It shines bright like a diamond. It was, it was, it was dark. It was, it was, it was very, very well lit before I got there. I feel like, uh, is, not, I feel like Jake, Ubers don't even go there. 
No, it's, no, it's Jake's butthole is like E.T.'s finger. There's a light on the end of it, and it draws dick to it. <laughs> Go homo. <laughs> All right. With that, with a bad with E.T. That, joke. We're going to we're gonna wrap this up. We're going to wrap this up. up and we're going to say goodbye now, and we're going to end the show, y'all. Kate has some surprise interviews with Darcy and Stacy that didn't make the show. And just for our 90 Day Gays listeners, you're going to get a glimpse of that right now. Stacy, true or false, you have been known to flat iron Georgie's hair. Uh, Stacy, have you been flat ironing Georgie's hair? Because that's my man. We talked uh, about this. This is twin power. You have beseeched it. Sorry, I, sometimes he was around, and uh, Flory wasn't around, and um, Georgie, Georgie kind of looked like a beautiful, beautiful horse. So I, I wanted to pet, it, pet his hair. I knew he was into this twin thing. I knew it. Okay, true or false, Florian wears gap toddler jeans. Um, I, 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 I think I just let him answer that. I know no gap, but I have worn uh, younger children clothes. No, gap, gap, gap. We have to, we pay a lot of money to get gap in Albania. That's all I say. I say no, I more answer. So I know you guys watch 90 Day. What else do you watch? And what do the men in your life watch? Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Stace. I mean, I really just love serendipity. I watch that movie on loop. I love oh, anything, anything that's like romantic, anything about yes. love. You, know, you got to find love. Yes. got to find love in your life. Also, uh, we like we like uh, anything. We like housewives. Uh, I think Flor- for some reason Florian loves Below Deck. Yes, I I love more Captain Captain Cindy. Oh, oh, no like no like Hannah. Hannah no good. Give me Kate. Team Team Kate. Florian Team Kate. If you guys were on a, a real fr- Real Housewives show, which Real Housewives franchise would you guys like to be part of? Oh, I mean. I feel like I'm practically a New York girl already. You know, I got the bling and I've got I've got the diamonds and you know, I'm a strong woman and I just, you know, we're silver strong, right, Stace? We're silver strong. Silver strong. I would be part of Real Housewives of Albania because I feel like I have I I would flying over the country and it spoke to me and I was starting to cry because I felt like I was born here and I was meant to go. Albania is Nas. Definitely. Darcy, what did your ex-husband rap about? Um, basically, um, there's some litigation that I can't really talk about. But uh, for the most part, it had to deal with, um, it was an extension scandal. We got some bad extensions from Turkey. And uh, that's all I can say. Okay. I know you have fash- a fashion line. Are other products or sponsorships coming up for you guys? Well, I wasn't trying to segue at all, but go ahead, Stacy. I'm so glad you asked that. I'm so glad you asked. Uh, actually, we're coming out with our on our own line of hair extensions. Yes, we're actually full on horse hair, full on mane and tail. Full on horse hair. Mane, we're partnering with mane and tail. We're gonna be in Dollar Trees everywhere, and Mervins, and Mervins. We're gonna call it and, and also hair wrong. today, hair tomorrow. Strong. I don't know. I prefer a house hair of 11. Hair of 11. Okay, fine. Of all the Kardashians, which one do you most relate to? Oh, let's see. Um, I like, what's the, what's the youngest one who's always pretty? Kendall. Kendall. Uh, what's the other K one? <laughs> Kylie. They all K. Kylie. Right? Kylie. Chloe. For me, it's Kendra, Kim because I love a black Kendra, rapper. Kendra, uh, uh, Kalissa? Kalissa, oh. yeah, that's it. Chris. That's that. That's what it. About, She's my favorite. Who do you look up to more, Chris Jenner or Paola from 90 Day Fiance? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, Chris Jenner, she's a strong woman. She's, she's a strong woman. She's a strong woman. You know what? You know what she did? You know what she did? She manifested it. She manifested. She said, I'm throwing a drag, I'm throwing a javelin, I'm walking on dirt, and now I want tits. I'm doing it because I'm a real woman and I know and I'm gonna fight for it. She went through all that OJ Simpson stuff. She made it through it. 
Okay, my, my last question. You oh, guys, wait. I just confused Chris Jenner with her husband. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Darcy, you may want to you may want to get you may want to become informed. I gotta put down this wine. Woo! <laughs> okay, my last question. You guys have a forthcoming HGTV show. It's gonna be the four of you renovating homes. What would you say is your decorating style? Well, I'm more classic, but I got a little sparkle. You gotta have a little sparkle. I'd say, yeah, I'd say like chic. Like, you know, if like, if anthropology and like Tom Ford, you know, like had a baby, it would be like, it's definitely strong, fabulous. And anything that shows my boobs. And would you have a lot of word art? Oh yeah, oh. gotta have, stay strong. Uh, gotta have, uh, gotta have find love. Uh, live your dream. Rather live, laugh, love. Yes. Live, live, laugh, laugh some more. And will we expect a spinoff with your kids, Mateo, Parker, Annika, and Aspen? Oh, that are their names. I forget. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. I always forget my, my boys' names. My girls, my girls are still strong and they're, you know, we don't know what the future holds. We just know we're family strong and we're in it together. Silvas. Can we expect a dating show with your dad? Uh, You know, uh, after he gets back from, uh, we can't say Stacy. We can't say Stacy. Don't say it aloud. We're not supposed to say, remember we got in trouble. Sorry. Sorry. But I'm just saying. Code name is Deep Throat. But uh, Sorry. I think that he would be very successful. Those 90 Day Gay Show, they were disgusting about him. I agree. Especially the one with red hair. Disgusting. Well, thank you guys a million times. Okay. We love you. Stay strong. Lord, help the mister who comes between me and my sister. And Lord help the sister that comes between me and my man. Sibling fights are unavoidable. But what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but... That all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle? Or is it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.